fellow nerds, and welcome back to another episode of Hopelessly Nerdy. We've got a lot of interesting stuff going on. Some Batman, some Green Lantern, some Marvel, and of course some Disney Plus, as well as the confirmation of my hopes from a previous episode about the Sonic 2 movie. Woo! And the information, of course, on E3. I will do my best to try ha to have something going for E3. I will probably try and set up a WordPress blog to sort of get some stuff going so that uh, maybe we don't end up with such a packed episode like this or something. But I do want to cover E3, and I do want to provide information for that. Plus, I've got a list of releases for June, a new thing that I'm going to try and do. I want to, by the end of the month for each episode near the end of the month to kind of cover the upcoming releases so you can sort of plan out your upcoming calendar. Although if you're a diehard, you probably got the stuff marked on your calendar anyway. But if you're interested in just newsy stuff, then uh, you might not know about some of this that is coming up. And we, we shall see. It's going to cover movies, shows, and games. So who knows? Here goes. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, for this episode, we're going to start with Batman. And a couple of leaks that have come out are now revealing some of the things we can expect to see from the Battenson, Rob Pattinson, as he takes on the role of the Caped Crusader in his new suit. And let me tell you, the suit that they are using, it looks like actual armor pieced together kind of very, very hard kind of suit. Definitely more bulletproof and Kevlar-esque. Kind of reminiscent of some of the Christopher Nolan bat suits in a little bit. And it it looks it looks good the way the the suit is done. Kinda like it's just pieces that have been hinged together, sort of. You can see in the picture, you can see the, at least the chest plate and some of the upper torso. You also, of course, get a look at the cowl, the, the mask and the cape. And I'm still adjusting to seeing him in the mask. I, I still see Cedric Diggory when I look at him. I can't help it. But it doesn't look too bad. I mean, he's got actual molded eyebrows so it looks a little weird i don't remember any of the previous bat masks having molded eyebrows without of course like sunken in eyes or something like that but um i don't know it could be me it could be my faulty memory but uh who knows one of the other leaks that has come out has shown off the battering i was not able to get my hands on that picture however so knowing that that is something that is coming up, it should be interesting. And uh, the movie is set to premiere in March 2022, and we will get to see the full suit and full array of weaponry then. Other Caped Crusader news. This is coming from Deadline.com. An animated series, Batman Caped Crusader, is coming from Bruce Timm, J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and is set to, to be on HBO Max and Cartoon Network. So this will be interesting. And uh, if you are familiar with Batman the Animated Series, you'll know Bruce Tim right away. He was one of the original heads of that show. And there was something very classic about the art style of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, it very much remains 
nostalgically in my mind. I didn't watch the whole series, but I did watch a good number of episodes. And let me tell you, that was an excellent, excellent series. So now that we know one of the main people behind that show is coming back to do another animated series, definitely worth looking forward to and putting on your must-watch list. And J.J. Abrams, of course, his production company, Bad Robot, is going to be behind it. And this will be interesting. J.J. Abrams has done a lot of different interesting stories and has done some good stuff. Um, My dad really enjoys the Star Trek films he did. So we shall see. This definitely looks very, very promising. There is no set release date or information, but... It is coming and it will be on HBO Max and Cartoon Network. So I'm looking forward to that. Other DC news. This one is big, especially dropping this close to June. June being Pride Month. And this headline is coming from the direct. HBO Max wants gay Green Lantern hero to be played by Warhorse star Jeremy Irvine. One, Jeremy Irvine, good actor, definitely worth watching. But the big news here is that we are getting Alan Scott, the Green Lantern who is known to be gay, in a major production. And this Green Lantern series is going to be live action. Now, it's nothing set in stone about what it's going to be released, but I believe it's going to be a 2022 show. I'm not entirely sure. The huge kicker here, of course representation for sexual orientation. We have yet to actually see in the major superhero movie series, both MCU and DCEU, an actual confirmed on screen character that is not cisgendered heteronormative. And Taika Waititi attempted to do something in Thor Ragnarok to present Valkyrie as bisexual because she is. And unfortunately, um, someone at Marvel shut it down and said, no, this isn't going to happen. Despite the fact that he fought for it, despite the fact that Tessa Thompson fought for it, despite the fact that Chris Hemsworth fought for it, that Tom Hiddleston fought for it, that they wanted to make that presentation, make that solid thing. The only non-hetero character that has made an appearance in a Marvel movie was one of the Russo brothers in a cameo appearance in three minutes of Endgame as a civilian. And it's just like, please don't do that. You know, so actually getting a confirmed character that is homosexual. Now, this is, of course, is in something like the DCEU or the MCU Uh, I do know we have Batwoman series that is out. I haven't gotten the chance to watch that yet. That's still in my backlog of things to to catch up on. Right there with the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, I'm horrible. Um, Batwoman is not a part of the DCEU as far as I'm aware. So this series on HBO Max, the, the series that they're coming up with, the live action series are set to be a part of the DCEU. So this will be interesting, and I know it's going to get a lot of people talking. Um, I'm half tempted to do a poll on that, but I'm half 
wary of backlash coming off of a poll like that. Um, I am sorry that I didn't get the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy poll posted like I wanted to. My apologies. I've just been kind of busy and caught up in things this past week. I will make sure there is a poll posted for this week. So pray for me or something. (laughs) I will get a poll together for this week. I promise you. But yeah, this is going to be huge, huge news, and I'm excited for it. This is definitely making progress in the way of representation. It is going to be the first time Alan Scott is brought to a live action project. So we have a chance to see this character being portrayed for the very first time. Of course, anything and everything related to the plot regarding this series is being kept under wraps and there is no currently set release time frame or whatever for the series but it is coming so keep your fingers crossed for that and the last little bit of dceu news we've got coming up is that a peacemaker show has been confirmed for a 2022 release to be starring john cena this is coming from screen rant This is going to kick off the DCEU's uh, television series or streaming series that are going to be coming to HBO Max because they have Warner Brothers has that exclusive deal. And it is going to be about Peacemaker before the Suicide Squad film that is coming up this summer from James Gunn. And it is going to basically be a Peacemaker origin story. And for this character, I think this is a good idea to kind of do an origin story because this is a lesser known character where the masses are concerned. And it gives you a look at something a little bit different. He is an anti-hero who basically goes about killing anybody that causes problems. So... Not necessarily a great guy, but as it says in the article, Peacemaker, real name Christopher Smith, is a violent vigilante driven by a desire to bring peace no matter how many people he has to kill to achieve it. Not the best of guys, obviously, as I've said previously, but he is going to be a main character in the Suicide Squad that is coming up later this year. In the next couple of months, actually, if not July, I think August. I'm not fully aware of the date at this point in time, although I should be. My apologies. But it's it's good to set this up. He's going to have a very good starting point with the Suicide Squad, which um, first screening reviews are coming out for that film, and they're looking really, really good. So it is going to be very interesting to see where this goes. And starting the quote-unquote TV series of the DCEU with a character that is going to have already been uh, presented in front of people is a very good move. So this is going to shape up to be some very good stuff for DC and the Extended Universe. So that, I think, is what I am going to base my poll for this week on. Are you excited for the DCEU to branch into streaming series? And are you excited for the upcoming Peacemaker show that is set to premiere in 2022? So I think that's going to be the focus of this week's poll. 
So go ahead and uh, make sure you check out Hopelessly Nerdy on Twitter and answer the poll. And if you want to leave me any questions or comments on the poll, I will be sure to read them in the next episode of Hopelessly Nerdy Podcast. All right, let's move on in the realm of streaming TV series. We've got a brand new trailer has been released for Monsters at Work. This is the spin-off series of Monsters, Inc. that is going to be premiering in July on Disney+. Plus. The series is going to pick up pretty much at the end of Monsters, Inc. Not the, not the little end at the end where it's a, a year later and Sully has been gifted Boo's reassembled door by Mike and he's getting a chance to see her again. Not that end, but just a little bit before when they realize that laughter generates more energy than scream. It's going to focus on a new character played by Ben Feldman, Tyler Tuskman, who has just graduated Monsters U and has been hoping to be a scarer, but finds out instead that Monsters Inc. is rebuilding and going for laughter. So he's been reassigned to the Monsters Inc. facilities team, or MIFT, where he must work alongside a misfit bunch of mechanics while setting his sights on becoming a jokester. So basically, we're going to get a new kind of story. Basically, what happened between handing Boo over to the CDC and her being delivered home, her door being shredded, and Mike and Sully realizing, oh, wait a second, laughter works better here, and moving forward to the one year. So maybe, like, in the next couple of, like, if this ends up being a long-running show, which most Disney shows end up going at least three or four seasons, we could possibly get to see Sully seeing Boo again and the two being reunited, which is one of the big things that most fans of Monsters, Inc. have been wanting. So we may need to be patient and wait, but we could eventually get the scenes that we want to see at some point later on. But we've got to sit through all this beginning stuff first. And you know what? That's okay. I also like here that we have some sort of a an interconnection between Monsters University and Monsters, Inc. Maybe we would get to see some of the Monsters U characters show up again. Professor Derek Knight, who taught the Scream class. The Dean, Abigail Scott. A hard scrabble, we could see her again. That could be very interesting because maybe there's a scene where Mike and Sully go to the university and pitch their idea that scream gen- or laughter generates more energy than scream. So now that Monsters U has to change everything, I could be reaching too far on that one though. But we are getting t- to see this changeover from the corporate monster world of switching from one energy source to another. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this show. It is going to launch July 2nd or 3rd, uh, 2nd on Disney Plus. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to it. Definitely check out the trailer if you are a Monsters Inc. fan. 
and make sure you have this put on your calendar of things to watch. I'm looking forward to it. While we're on the topic of Disney Plus, let's talk Marvel. And everybody knows that in about a week and a half or so, we are getting the new Loki series. Disney on Twitter has been doing a watch along with basically a Loki takeover. They have been doing every film that Loki has appeared in. I believe Thor Ragnarok and Endgame are the last two on the watch list. And that is going to be the next Wednesday. Of course, they've been doing it on Wednesdays because that is when Loki is going to premiere. And if the rumor I heard is correct, Twitter and uh, Disney Plus Twitter is going to be doing a watch along for every episode of Loki as it premieres. Now, if you're trying to avoid spoilers so you can binge the whole thing at once, you might want to unfollow them now or block Loki in your uh, tags and trends or whatever, however that works. I do know you can block certain keywords from showing up. So if you want to remain spoiler free, go ahead and do that. There have been a couple of new clips released, including one of which is a new trailer and one of which is a clip of Loki meeting uh, Morbius, who is Owen Wilson's character. And uh, one of the things they did find in dissecting the scene is that the elevator music is the same music that played when Loki attacked the museum in Stuttgart in 2012's Avengers. So there's going to be that kind of thing going on throughout the series, I believe, where we're getting these subtle nods to everything that has previously happened in regards to Loki being in the MCU. So definitely look forward for a lot of Easter eggs to be showing up. I do know we've already got some as it is, of course, with nods to different comics, including the Vote Loki series, which I absolutely adore that series. I've got to get the rest of the rest and finish it. But uh, the first few episodes have been, or issues have been very interesting where that is concerned. But um, one of the big things regarding Loki, when it was originally announced, Kevin Feige did say that Loki was going to tie into Doctor Strange too. However, he has apparently backtracked on that confirmation and has only said when asked about it that um, he basically can't confirm or deny. He did tease, however, that there's a possibility of seeing other versions of Loki. Now, I've talked about this before. MCU seems to be moving in the direction of Young Avengers. We've got Kate Bishop. We've got America Chavez. We've got um, Wiccan. We've got all these characters coming in. We could very possibly see... Kid Loki and Lady Loki show up during the course of this series. If we do, that for me is going to 100% confirm Young Avengers is on the way. Because Kid Loki, huge part of that. If we get Lady Loki, that could file in for something along the lines of the A-Force. Lady Loki does appear in that series. All of these things that this series is going to set up who knows what could happen, especially because this is dealing with timeline entanglement. Even though Feige has kind of backpedaled on his previous statement, there is still the possibility of the connection being there. Who knows what could happen? Speaking of setting up things, 
Doctor Strange 2, and I talked about the Ghost Rider possibility in last week's episode. There is a theory going around that it could possibly set up a Midnight Suns team-up film. We are getting a Blade film later. That Doctor Strange 2 is going to be... Originally, it was going to be more horror. So I don't know if they're going to continue in that direction. There is going to be a lot more of the supernatural. Scarlet Witch is going to be a part of it. It is a big possibility, especially with the announcement of Ghost Rider being returning to the MCU through Multiverse of Madness. According to Inverse, there is a possibility that they could tease things going on. Blackout could possibly be the villain in Multiverse of Madness. And if he is, that's a possibility for the Midnight Suns. Uh, there is apparently the possibility of teasing Mephisto. Um, this has been speculated before. I know it was speculated during the course of WandaVision. So who knows? This could be really interesting getting away from the main Avengers core group. It could allow for different kind of things going on. I do know we're getting a Marvel's team up with the Captain Marvel 2 film, The Marvel's coming out. We're getting Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and Spectrum going for that movie. So seeing these different team team builds and changes, this could be really, really interesting. Especially as it's going to let people experience something outside of the Avengers. We've seen four different Avenger movies now. So giving something a little different could be a really good move for Marvel Studios moving forward as we're already familiar with the Avengers and that normal build of team members. While we have been talking about team comp compositions being changed around, there is apparently the possibility that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will close the book on the original composition of this team that we've seen in the MCU. Dave Bautista apparently has said that this is pretty much the last Guardians film for him. A lot of people speculated that it was the possibility of him being killed off. However, it could just be this team splitting or shifting and picking up different characters. Now, Volume 3 is going to be the end of James Gunn's commitment to Guardians of the Galaxy. So as it shifts and changes and the team changes, we could see a different version of the Guardians. However, with this being the final film for this iteration of characters, there is a possibility we could see more than one character be killed off or just put down their guns and say, I'm done. Who knows? It's all up in the air, but we do know that it is going to be an end for Star-Lord, Drax, Rocket, and Groot, and all of those. If it means a parting of ways or significant deaths, we'll only find out when the film is released. Alright, we're getting a lot of stuff in. I did not realize this episode would be as packed as it is. Alright, the last bit of movie news I want to cover is going to be the Sonic 2 synopsis 
and it is going to cover the storyline. And I was wrong the last time I report my I made my guess about this. It's not Sonic Two. It is Sonic Three that the Chaos Emerald storyline happens in, and it has basically confirmed that Knuckles is going to be teaming up with Doctor Robotnik to hunt down or deal with the Chaos Emeralds. This is the synopsis that has been released from the U.S. Copyright Office, and it it reads as follows. After settling in Green Hills, Sonic is ready for more freedom, and Tom and Maddie agree to leave him home while they go on vacation. But no sooner are they gone when Dr. Robotnik comes back, this time with a new partner, Knuckles, in search for an emerald that has the power to both destroy and build civilizations. Sonic teams up with his own sidekick, Tails, and together they embark on a journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. Being directed by Jim Fowler and starring Jim Carrey, James Marsden, and Ben Schwartz. So, ah, this was what I was hoping for. This is what I was hoping for when I saw that they leaked the character stand-in for Knuckles and... Dr. Robotnik flying past the green bean, uh, the mean bean coffee company. This is exciting for me that we're getting more of a solid story. The original story didn't really draw from any of the original Sonic the Hedgehog video game or comic lore that a lot of us who love that series are familiar with. There was no mention of Sally Acorn or the Freedom Fighters. There was no mention of Amy or any of the other characters that have come. We didn't get any mention of them until Tails showed up in the end credits of the first movie. So we do know Tails is coming. He's looking for Sonic, and I'm willing to bet it has something to do with finding out about Dr. Robotnik hunting down the Chaos Emerald. This is exciting. I am glad to see this story being done. I had a hunch that that's what they were going to do when they brought Sonic in, or Knuckles in. So having my hunch confirmed makes me feel really, really good. I'm so excited. The film has officially wrapped filming. So they are going on to post-production editing and so on and so forth. It is set for a 2022 release date. So we should start getting trailers probably closer to the end of the year. I'm willing to bet around Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas area. So we shall see. And uh, hopefully it lives up to the hype and is just as good as the original. Because the, the first Sonic film was really, really great. I am very, very excited for this film. All right. I promised E3 news, so here we go. E3 has been announced June 12th to June 15th, and like I said, I am going to do my best to kind of cover the information on my Twitter feed, keep following along with everything that's going on with that. And several companies have been confirmed for participation. Woot! We have Nintendo, Xbox, Ubisoft, Square Enix, Capcom, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers Games, Sega, Bandai Namco, Gearbox Entertainment, Coke Media, and Xseed Games. The big key one that's missing is PlayStation, who pulled out from E3. 
no clue as to why. There is a possibility that they do something maybe like live stream on YouTube or on Twitch. Who knows? But um, it's kind of odd that PlayStation did pull out. The event, of course, will be mostly virtual or held entirely virtually. Showcases to be streamed on the E3 website as well as Twitch and YouTube channels. You don't need to view, you don't need to purchase a pass or sign up for the conference. Just be watching those channels. So this is nice. This is making it more open and available for everybody. And of course, each of these companies will probably be streaming something as they do their showcases. I know Nintendo usually does a direct during the early part of E3, and then they do some treehouse directs during the process to kind of show off gameplay and everything. So it's really, really exciting to look forward to those. Again, the 12th to 15th mark your calendars, so you definitely have time to catch up on some of that. And um, that's going to do it with all the news. Let's take a look at some of your upcoming releases for June. Movie-wise, only a few worth noting. We have In the Heights, which is a Lin-Manuel Miranda play, Broadway play, that has been filmed. It is coming out on June 11th. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, if you've watched The Hitman's Bodyguard, you, de- you probably want to uh, check this one out, is going to be June 16th, starring Samuel L. Jackson, Ryan Gosling, and Selma Hayek. Luca, the new film from Disney Pixar, is going to release on June 18th, and I've seen the trailer for it. It looks adorable. It is set in Italy on the ocean and basically follows, I I don't know exactly what kind of sea creature he is, but he kind of looks a little bit like a sea monkey. And he has, and his name is Luca, and he has the ability to transform to human when he's on dry land. It looks really, really cute. I can't wait. Pixar has been really good about a lot of their movies, so this is one I'm looking forward to. TV series-wise, this one's kind of late, but Marvel's MODOK was released on Hulu this Friday, this past Friday, so that is now live if you want to stream that. Sweet Tooth, based on the graphic novel of the same name, is releasing on June 4th on Netflix. Loki, as we talked about earlier, of course, is going to be June 9th on Disney+. The mystery thriller Home Before Dark is going to be on Apple TV Plus on 6-11, June 11th, for the new series of that show. And the only reason I'm aware of that one is my siblings watch it. I don't know who all else does, but it is a bit of a thriller, but it is kid-friendly. So something you could watch with the family. And then, of course, the new series of Rick and Morty is going to premiere stick on June 20th on Adult Swim. Video game-wise, and this, of course, is before E3, so we'll have more of this as we go further and closer to E3. Elder Scrolls Blackwood is going to release on the 1st on PC and Stadia. All other major platforms will get it on June 8th. World of Warcraft Burning Crusade Classic will will release on June 1st on PC. Ninja Gaiden Master Edition is coming to the Switch on June 10th. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on June 11th for PlayStation 5. 
Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on June 25th for Switch, as well as Mario Golf Super Rush the same day. Scarlet Nexus is coming to all major gaming platforms on June 25th. And Destroy All Humans is coming to Switch on June 29th. And that is going to wrap up this episode of Hopelessly Nerdy. It's a bit longer than I'm used to doing, but maybe we can make it a regular thing. I hope you have a wonderful time of day it is wherever you're at. I'll see you all next week. Nerd out. Nerd out.